morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and whenever you are in the world, thank you for tuning in and listening to the 25th Scottish Field podcast, released on Wednesday, October the 27th, 2021. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Kenny Smith and I'm the web editor of Scottish Field. And over the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to be getting in the mood for Halloween and chatting with Lucy Calder about all things pumpkin for the podcast. This week in the office, we've been putting the finishing touches to our next issue. But you can still pick up the... In our podcast today, we're heading to Kilduff Farm in East Lothian. Kilduff Farm is located between Haddington and North Berwick and is home to our guest today, Lucy Calder, as well as her husband Russell and her three children, Maisie, Louisa and Charlie. Literally thousands of pumpkins are grown at Kilduff each year, but this all grew from small acorns. Metaphorically, of course, I wouldn't recommend trying to grow a pumpkin out of an acorn seed. I'm no gardener, but even I know that one. So, let's meet our guest and hear all about it. Current edition in shops. Our November issue is currently in shops, as I said. As every month, Scottish Field brings you the best of all things Scottish. Heritage and interiors, antiques, gardens, wildlife, motoring, whiskey and country news, as well as interviews with famous Scots. The current edition is as packed as ever and ahead of the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Glasgow in November, COP26, Scottish Field is going green as we look at the issues affecting Scotland today. We travel all over the country this month as we look at what Scots are doing to battle the danger of climate change across the land in various forms. This month, Aberdeenshire-based Martin Benny tells of the meditative qualities of landscape photography. We look at 12 of the most forward-thinking enterprises tackling the climate crisis head-on, while Allerdale's zero-waste aquaponic gardens is proof that ecology and entrepreneurialism can work hand-in-hand. Try saying that after a couple of whiskies. We speak with visionary artist John Lowry Morrison, known as Jolomo, who brings joy through his vivid paintings of Bonnie Scotland. In Whiskey, the results of the Scottish Field Readers' Whiskey Challenge are in, and this year's top tipples are revealed as voted for by our panel of readers. In our Credo column, STV News reporter John Mackay shares stories of on-air mishaps, then cooks up a storm in the kitchen as well as talking about his latest novel. In our regular columns, actions speak louder than words as far as Guy Grieve is concerned, and he is far from impressed by the Green Party. A cooking course sparks a bout of nostalgia for Alexander McCall Smith. In wildlife, Cal Flynn finds that despite their success in the River Clyde, Scotland salmon are not out of the danger zone just yet. And judging a dog contest is no easy task, but Fiona Armstrong selects A-star students from the Canine Army. All this and much, much more is in the latest Scottish Field with 164 packed pages priced £4.75. To find out more on how to order or subscribe, just visit www.scottishfield.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. In our podcast today, we're heading to Kilduff Farm in East Lothian. Kilduff Farm is located between Haddington and North Berwick and is home to our guest today, Lucy Calder, as well as her husband Russell and her three children, Maisie, Louisa and Charlie. Literally thousands of pumpkins are grown at Kilduff each year, but this all grew from small acorns. Metaphorically, of course, I wouldn't recommend trying to grow a pumpkin out of an acorn seed. I'm no gardener, but even I know that one. So, let's meet our guest and hear all about it. My name's Lucy Calder. My husband and I, Russ, farm at Kilduff Farm. 
We have arable crops and our main uh, thing that we're busy with just now is our pumpkin festival and yeah, growing our culinary pumpkins and, and Halloween festival. So how did you first start growing pumpkins? Because it seems to have been something that's really grown significantly in the, the past couple of decades. Because I remember when I was wee, we always had a swede or a turnip all hollowed out and used that rather than a proper pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we the way the reason that we started off was we were looking for something to involve our children a wee bit more in farming. Um, as I said, we've got an arable farm and big machinery, big arable crops. So there's not much chance for our well, there wasn't much chance for our children to be involved in the sort of day to day farming. So we we were looking for something that we could do all together. Um, get them involved a wee bit more and, and teach them a, a wee bit more about farming. So we decided we would try pumpkins and it's just grown from there. From It started as a sort of wee family project, something for a wee bit of fun and it's now grown into this. It's grown arms and legs. So yeah, it was really just to get our, our children involved in it. Yep. So what sort of space did you start off with? How many pumpkins would you say originally to where you are now? Well, I think we managed to grow in the first year we did it, we experimented, we just, just, we worked out what we would grow with the children actually. And then I think we ended up with 200 pumpkins the first year and we invited friends and family to come and pick their pumpkin um, in a wee strip on, on the, in a, uh, in a field, the side of a field on the farm. And we've now, this year we grew 20,000, where we planted, we sowed 20,000 seeds. Um, and we're estimating that we've got over 60,000 pumpkins. Wow, <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> I mean, from where do you source the pumpkin seeds? Um, so we do, we start early in, in sort of February, March, we start looking at seed catalogues and we, and we just, we like trying new things. So we've got varieties that we have, have used up every year and work out what works in, what grows well in, in Scotland and what doesn't. So we just, we, we source the ones that we know grow well, and then we like trying different things. Um, and certainly with our culinary pumpkins that we've, we're trying, we're specialising in, we like trying new varieties every year. Um, so we just start in February, look at various seed catalogues, see what there is on offer and, and pick a few. Because <laughs> there seem to be an awful lot more diversity of pumpkins and squashes in our shops these days. Do you think that's something that people are genuinely curious about? being more adventurous in what they're eating yeah well I'm we're really trying to promote that um I mean obviously pumpkin picking for Halloween and carving is is really popular and and we love that we love welcoming people to the farm to pick their pumpkin to go off and carve but it became clear very early on in our um pumpkin picking sessions that people didn't really know what to do with a pumpkin lots of people didn't even know that you could eat a pumpkin so we decided that we would really try and uh, explore that that route a wee bit and try and encourage people to actually eat pumpkins as well as as picking them and use. There's a huge amount of waste waste associated with Halloween, so we're just really trying to um, encourage people to, like I say, eat cook with them, and that led on to the sort of culinary varieties that you see in, in lots more in shops now. Certainly we're, we've got a whole, whole bunch of them here, but you do see a lot more in the shops now, which is great. It's, it's really what we're trying to encourage people to do. Do you have any personal favourite recipes for pumpkins? Yes, I do. I've got 
favourite pumpkins. Um, I think my favourite of them all is probably the Crown Prince, just because it looks so, it sounds so real and it looks so beautiful. It's got a sort of silvery blue skin and then a bright turmeric flesh. Recipe, we actually do a lot. I spend a lot of time in the kitchen trying out new recipes and trying the pumpkins before we sell them on the patch so that we really have lots of information that we can give, give to our pumpkin pickers. My favourite, I think, is pumpkin risotto. I absolutely adore risotto with anything in it, but with a pumpkin in it and the crown prince especially, it's really tasty. But that's the other thing that we're trying to sort of encourage people to, to eat pumpkins because they're so versatile. They, they have such a different, all pumpkins have a different taste. They all have a different texture. They can all be used for different things. Um, so it's actually a really, really versatile fruit, but you would count it as a veg probably to use in the kitchen and and we just think that they're they're so underused and underutilized in in the kitchen in in the uk so yeah we're just really trying to encourage people to eat them we spend quite a lot of time in the kitchen developing recipes and we have uh, a whole bunch of them on our website that people can can go on and, and have a look at so you must get pumpkin pickers coming from all over the place to to purchase whereabouts do you tend to find them coming from um, so we, so all over, um, it always surprises me where people come from. And I think um, pumpkin picking has become even more popular. There's been a few places in Scotland that have been doing it for a long time now. And, um, and, and like I said, we've been doing it for, for five years, but it has become more popular. And it's incredible how far people will travel to come and pick a pumpkin. So we've had people from Glasgow, we've had people, we had um, one couple from uh, the north of Scotland who were visiting family, but they just to make sure it was during the pumpkin festival time. So down south as well, we get lots of people coming up from sort of North Yorkshire and things just to just to come and pick a pumpkin, which is lovely. We're so grateful, but it is, uh, it's crazy what the, what pumpkin, how popular pumpkin picking is now. I suppose that's the thing that strawberry picking has always been popular in summer. So getting something for the autumn that the whole family can do together as well. And then, of and course, they can, can work with it is great. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's such a lovely family day out. And I think at this time of year, people are so desperate to get outside that I was worried this weekend that it was we, we just opened at the weekend and it was absolutely you couldn't have written the weather. It was just a rubbish, rubbish. But actually, people love that. And, it, and it's a safe thing to do. It's getting children outside, it's learning a wee bit about being in the countryside and where your food comes from. And people seem to absolutely love that. So, um, yeah, it's got a really, really nice, nice family vibe to it. How did COVID affect the business last year? I think it, funnily enough, encouraged people to come and visit. People want, were desperate at that stage to get like I said get outside and and do be able to do something it was a horribly stressful time for us because right up until maybe the last four days we weren't really very sure that we were going to be able to do it because events were being obviously you weren't allowed to have an event and and you were being discouraged to to do anything I suppose so it was pretty stressful but in the end actually we we cut numbers which was was absolutely fine but it, it was lovely to see people on the patch especially last year because people were just so desperate to get outside and and do something a wee bit different and a wee bit fun and safe with their families so it yep. did have an impact on us in in the sort of in some ways but but on the other hand it, it was just a nice thing to be able to do then as well yeah I suppose also it's got inbuilt socially distancing anyway yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. You can when you're in when you're in a field, you can um, definitely social distance from people. <laughs> Fantastic. So, for people who are looking for a bit more information, where can they find you online? So, our website is hilduff.co.uk. Unfortunately, our tickets are sold out for this year, but our tickets are released at the end of August for each year's pumpkin picking session. Um, and, and, and all of our um, recipes are, are on the website as well. Fantastic. That's been brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. Really do appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Our thanks to Lucy for her time. And you can find out more at www.kilduff.co.uk. That's K-I-L-D-U-F-F. You can follow Scottish Field on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at www.twitter.com forward slash Scottish Field. We have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Scottish Field. Or you can see our Instagram page at www.instagram.com forward slash Scottish Field Mag. That's M-A-G at the end. And of course, you can pop by our website www.scottishfield.co.uk which contains unique content that you won't find in the print magazine as well as links to purchase the magazine online in physical and digital formats. That's all we've got time for this week but we'll be back next week to tell you all about the December issue. We'll see you then. Bye bye.